Hello and welcome to the ProGrace podcast, having a new conversation about abortion. I'm Angie Wesley and I'm here in Phoenix today with my friends at New City Church. I'm with Brian Kruckenberg, lead pastor, and JJ Spritzer, family ministries director. Hey, you guys. Good to be here. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Yeah, Thanks, Angie. I really appreciate you guys being willing to have this conversation. I think we've known each other for about two years now. Yes. And you self-describe yourselves as being on a journey with this whole <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. issue. And you're, and I loved when I approached you about this, you said, we haven't arrived. We haven't figured it out yet. Um, but I think two years is a good amount of time to be on a journey. This is a complex topic that's very important to God and just giving people the freedom to take the time to be on that journey. So we want to hear from you all what that journey has been like, what your church is like, things you've tried, things that make it difficult, anything that you want to share with us. So why don't you launch in with why you want to be on this journey in the first place? Well, our church is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I I would agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start there. I like that. I like to start there. I love it. Always start with the positive. Yes. New City Church, Phoenix. Awesome. Absolutely. (laughs) Um, We're so just, just for a little background on our church, uh, we're an eight year old church and, and so we're in urban Phoenix. So we're, Right in the middle of Phoenix, if you put a dot right there, you'd find us. And um, and so our church is very young, not only in age, eight years old, but demographically speaking, we're a young church. Okay. How and young when you say that? Gosh, I, I don't know. I always, our average age is around 25. Okay, I that's would young. Say. Yes. That's yeah, really yeah. young. It's yes. really, it's really young. Yeah. So, and so, but we have, we have a lot of, you know, young people, we have, you know, families, those sorts of things. And of course, um, this topic, abortion is always in the news, mm-hmm. um, seems like today as we're recording this on the, whatever today is the third or fourth of yeah, March, right. yeah. um, March, that, you know, all the conversation that's happened, but of course it's been happening in the church for a long, long time. Yep. And, and so the conversation itself is nothing new, but you know, it's, it's important for us to talk about it has always been, but I, I really resonated with, you know, you, Angie, and the vision of Grace because, Unfortunately, everything is politicized. Mm-hmm. So this issue, probably one of at the very top of the list, and the and the political issue has always been you're either, you know, pro-choice, pro-life, and and so you're sort of you're against these people and for this, and and God's heart is for all people mm-hmm. and for moms and dads and for unborn babies and and life should be valued at at every level. And so of course we are very much pro-life. Um, but sometimes, you know, you say that and then you immediately get put in, Oh, so you're one of these types of people and then people kind of label and and yeah, we love life because we love God who created us. Um, but the conversation is more than just the political talking points. And we felt like, you know, we resonated with progress because that's the conversation you bring to the table. Okay. And I think very much so with progress, I think, what I really latched onto was we, instead of starting with being pro-life, we start, you guys, when you came to us with pro-grace, um, it started with how God feels about all people. Mm. So instead of just starting about when was life created, when it started with what is, I feel is God's heart, which is us. Mm-hmm. And that's where it started is with people. And we can all agree in the church or 
if you believe in God, that we're all created in his image and he loves us. And so that's where the conversation, and I felt like with Pro Grace, that's the, that's the foundation of the conversation. Mm -hmm. And so when you're talking to other Christians, um, especially where we are in an urban area with young people, regardless of how they feel about pro-life, pro-choice, any of those things, if you start there, Mm -hmm. that changes, that changes everything, Mm -hmm. attitudes, all of it. Because if we can't start there, the conversation, whatever's going to come next, isn't going to be, um, we, we aren't going to agree anyway, if we don't agree here. Right. And when it was only political that you could frame it, did you talk about it very much? Like, were you aware that there would be people of varying political preference? Like, what was that like when those were your only two options, you know, to talk about it in the political? Well, I'll, I'll speak really quickly into that and then JJ can speak um, about it. But yeah, I mean, we've, I've preached on life before, okay, okay. you know, before, we pro grace existed because you guys aren't that old, right? (laughs) We're not. And we're only eight years old, but yeah. So no, we certainly have spoken about it. And I, I hope that we did a decent job of, of showing grace Mm -hmm. because, Mm -hmm. you know, we, especially knowing that we have young people, knowing that people have probably faced, you know, maybe that choice or have known somebody certainly who, you know, made a decision one way or the other. Right. Yes. And so I think, I think that we did an okay job at that. You know, I think where progress could come in and has come in and helped is just maybe keeping that intention on the front burner a little bit more. Okay. What do you mean by that? Well, like just making, helping bring that grace conversation, like that's, you know, that needs to always be thought about and thought through. And, and with some of your experiences, Angie, that you've told us about in your work in the past and, mm-hmm. and, and maybe a church sort of take coming up front and, and saying, you know, abortion is evil and wrong. And I, as a pastor, I think abortion is evil and wrong. Mm-hmm. And so I, I would concur with that, but, and there's really no, but, and, mm-hmm. but people are facing that and we need to be gracious and, and help them see the heart, you know, God's heart for them as JJ's already mentioned. And so I think pro grace where, you know, you come in and help is because it's not just new city church that needs us to have this conversation. We're only one church. And, and so, you know, you've helped us and I know you, you are helping and can help many, many more churches Mm -hmm. on that journey um, Mm -hmm. of reframing this conversation. Yeah. And it's, I think new city, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, our desire, always Brian's desire and has cast that vision to us as a staff has been that, you know, we're a big C church too, mm. as, as much as a little C church. So like what um, we want to be a part of the body of Christ as a whole. And so it's, I think pro grace, one of the benefits is being able to say up front um, to people coming or whatever, if you put it on the website or you're having these conversations um, and there's other churches having these conversations instead of it just being about abortion being wrong, Mm -hmm. it, it again takes it back to there are people facing real things mm-hmm. who have real fears. And we as a church, the big C church, if we're a pro-grace mm-hmm. church, we're ready to, we are equipping our people and ready for them to love on people who are have real fears um, it, as it pertains to this topic of abortion. Yeah. Okay, so can we camp on this for a, a bit? Because I want to just, you know, get a, more of what you guys are thinking on this. When you talk about abortion being evil and wrong, 
No, let's talk about that okay. because I think that's part of the challenge, right? In, in talking about this and, and I'm saying, let's open it up. How does that make it difficult for you guys to talk about it? How does that relate to other issues that people are dealing with that are also evil and wrong, but maybe aren't framed as much evil and wrong? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, let's break that sure. down a bit from church leadership because I, from my experience, this is what keeps a lot of pastors or church people from engaging it is it just feels so big. You know, you got the politicized and then you've got right. the evil and wrong. And so how do you get your head around that? Where does grace fit into that? Like, what are your thoughts as you've been on this journey? Maybe mm-hmm. too. What have you guys been thinking with that? Well, first I, I want to, I, I know he said evil and wrong and, and Brian is never from the pulpit been like, okay, abortion's evil and wrong. Right. And those of you who do it or, or have done it or uh, none of those things. And I wouldn't think that you are. This is for the big C church conversation. Yeah, yes. That's yeah. why we're having this right now. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think I think having the conversation um, and where pro-grace helps is, again, even the name, pro-grace, mm. saying that like, mm-hmm. okay, we can say abortion is evil and wrong mm. um, because of the society that we are currently living in and the times that we are currently living in. Um, it's a topic that a churches, I I know some don't, but they almost have to talk about Mm -hmm. because it's political. So they have to, they, we've, we've, we've been put in a, we've been put in a corner if you want to say where we have to take a stance. Okay. Go on. Yes. We've been put in a corner where Mm -hmm. we have to take a stance, Mm -hmm. whereas society and where we live, no one would say, Oh, I'm pro lying. (laughs) <laughs> right. Like, like we don't have to say is we're talking about evil and wrong. Right. Like, we don't have to say lying is evil and wrong. Right. We don't have to say um, adultery is evil and wrong. Like there are certain things because of the society we live in and the times we live in, we don't necessarily have to say those things. Um, but with abortion, because it's been so politicized mm-hmm. and because of the society and the times we live in, pastors are the church, the big C church Mm -hmm. is forced to say, um, something. And unfortunately, because we're human, we haven't said it correctly. Mm. And then pro grace came in and, and helped, you know, I feel like they are helping you guys are helping pastors get their head around. Okay. How can I say this? Mm -hmm. Like maybe, okay, yes, yes. Those are better words. Mm -hmm. And because you guys have done so much research, Mm. not just on the church side, I think sometimes that's where we as a church maybe um, could use help is you guys. One of the things I appreciated is the research you did for those on the pro-choice side. Mm-hmm. The conversation, the conversation, mm-hmm. like actually saying, no, 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 let's talk. Let's talk this through. Mm-hmm. And so the things that I learned from the pro-choice side, mm. just from you guys mm-hmm. and I, I, that I was surprised about, mm-hmm. again, I think helps. It helps. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's where the church is again, where we don't have to say evil and and wrong for a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, but progress has helped us with this, that we have to say something, give us words and tools and research to be able to say it in a way that I think better reflects, um, the gospel. Mm -hmm. That's good. Yeah. Um, I guess I, I chose the words evil and wrong. So, (laughs) you know, you mentioned, you know, other topics, mm-hmm. you know, how do we, how do we talk about this and then other things? And so I don't necessarily know if I need to talk about another, you know, 
culturally sensitive topic on this microphone. But, come on, come on, um, Brian. <laughs> but you know, yeah. So this is enough. But, I appreciate you doing this. This is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. But I, I just I think you know, as I mentioned, we have lots of young people yep. here at this yep. church, and what I feel like they really want is an honest conversation. Yeah. And I also know that as pastors and as leaders, we have to, we have to, you know, be sensitive and aware. That doesn't mean we back away from the truth. Truth. Right. One thing that we do here is we talk about hard subjects. Okay. I mean, we Good. do. That's what we yeah. do as, you know, that's kind of our default is yeah. let's go right after the hard subjects. And so we talk about things like this and we talk about sexuality and we yeah. talk about, you know, elections and all these sorts okay. of things. Because that's what people are talking about. Mm -hmm. And I, again, I think, I do think that Pro, Pro Grace, the, the real gift it can offer and, and is offering is, okay, as you frame up this conversation, do not forget the woman who mm -hmm. may be carrying mm -hmm. a, a child that she is, doesn't know how she's going to support, mm -hmm. the dad, for whatever reason, mm -hmm. isn't in the picture, or parents, or, you know, all of the things that go on. You know it way better than I yeah. do. Are you thinking about that person when you mm -hmm. open up your mouth and talk about this? <laughs> so you know, yes. and I've had to be taught that with other subject matters mm. too, you know, where usually a conversation about abortion, we haven't thought about that up front. We should, you right. know, when we go and talk about life, we need to talk about, you know, sin, my sin, everybody's sin. Mm -hmm. We need to talk about how that's evil and it's wrong. And because mm -hmm. I don't want to back away from right. what I said about abortion, because I believe, I believe that that is true. Yes. Right. But I also believe that about so many other things. And to your point, we can sort of like, well, let's focus on this. And then we don't. And so I think as a pastor, especially as a man, mm. you have to go, okay, someone who's sitting in that audience needs to needs to hear grace as just like the adulterer and just yep. like the one who's committed murder against his brother because he hates his brother right. because that's what the scripture says right and so it's like okay we all stand before god mm -hmm. in need of grace mm -hmm. and he offers that to us and so when we approach this conversation i hope that i i continue to get better at this it's like okay we all stand before god in mm -hmm. need of grace this subject every subject so let's walk forward with that, but let's not shy away from calling the spade a spade, mm -hmm. so to speak. Mm -hmm. And I think people respect that. And I yeah. think it, and I think it gives them hope to be quite honest because we know, we know when typically we know when we've done something <laughs> yes. wrong, right? Right. Typically right. We, we're not proud of it. We're not no. up here going, m m I'm not, maybe there are extreme cases, but most people who walk right. into a church, they know, right. We try to hide it. We try to hide. Yeah. They know. And yeah. so it's like, Okay, there's some freedom that comes from, hey, Jesus knows knows my sin and he gives me grace. I mean, mm. that was the woman at the well, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think this is really good. And thank you guys for jumping into the tension so quickly because you're getting to one of the big tensions. And I like what's coming out here is that we look at the word of God and he says certain things are wrong mm -hmm. and evil. And usually it's because it harms humankind. Mm -hmm. But we can make these sweeping generalizations about things being evil and wrong and, and, and make a stereotype of a group of people. And I loved what you said, Brian, but let's think about the person being impacted by this in the congregation. When you turn it to one person, I don't know, it does something, doesn't soften the truth that it's wrong, but it softens our attitude of how would I want to be treated? 
if mm-hmm. I was in this situation mm-hmm. and what grace is. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Can you guys talk about that? Have you tried to have any conversations with people? Has there been any opening up as you've been on this journey? Cause that's what it's about, right? One person at a time. Can you guys speak to that? How kind of changing your language or thinking differently? Have you seen it impact different people? And then, you know, how has that touched you? Cause I think that's for me, my journey, you know, I could have a theological view on abortion, but until I started talking to people that were in this situation or had been in this situation, I I didn't really have empathy. I didn't understand. So Mm -hmm. what's that piece been like? I would, okay. So when we did, we, we, the first time we spoke about pro grace, we did it at a men's breakfast and then a women's dessert. Which first of all, I really love. Why did you decide to do both men and women? Most churches would think women first, I would think. Can you just speak real quickly of why you did a men's and a women? Do you want to go first? Okay. So my, my hope and dream for progress, not that Angie needs any more vision or dreams (laughs) thrown her way, but again, the, the male piece Mm -hmm. of this, I know we, we, and I feel like we have to be careful as the church because the world has made this completely about women, but let's not forget that it takes two to tango, all the fun things I can (laughs) say, But, but, but like we need, so my, again, I'm not going down a rabbit trail, stay. (laughs) Um, but my, my hope for, um, pro grace is that there's a male, there's a man on the other side of this. Mm -hmm. Yes. There's a woman who has a life inside of her, but there's a man that helped create that life. Mm -hmm. And he too probably has some fears about what that means now. Absolutely. And so, so when we talked about this, Brian and I did, I had mentioned, I want, I want that male piece Mm. because there are some men there that maybe they ran away because that was the only thing they knew to do. That was the easiest thing to do. Right. I'm Mm -hmm. just going to run. Nope, not mine. I don't know. I I don't Mm want to be a part of that facing those same fears. Mm -hmm. And are we speaking of that? So when we decided, okay, let's just talk to the men and then we'll do it at women's dessert and talk to the women because there is a whole male side and Mm -hmm. they need to have a voice. Um, I, I know as a mother of two, I needed my husband to behave somewhat as a father <laughs> as soon as I found out I was pregnant, <laughs> right? right? Like, like right. the nausea, the whole thing. Yeah. I need you to begin to act like a father now. <laughs> right. I don't know what that looks like, yeah. but I need right. some help right. here. So there's a whole male aspect. Yeah. So when we were talking about that and, and, and Brian was like, we have to do it at the men's breakfast right. and you did it first at the men's breakfast oh, okay. before we did mm-hmm. the women's dessert. Yeah. Yeah. And, and thanks. And I don't really need to elaborate more on what she said about that side of it. Cause yeah. I think that's great. I think the other thing is just, there needs to be a holistic, you know, mm-hmm. approach mm-hmm. in the knowledge and the approach to grace yep. for everyone. Yes. So it's not this conversations for, you know, women and not for men. So yeah. I think just from that point of view too, I just add that to what yeah. JJ said, that this has to be holistic. Yeah. If we're going to be a place where people feel like, okay, I'm, you know, I'm safe here. I, I think that gets so overused that that probably is a rabbit trail, but it's so, <laughs> so true. Though, it's yeah. so true. Yeah. You know, if, yeah. and I think, you know, you asked also a question, um, it sparked like, have we had conversations? And yes, mm-hmm. we have had conversations. Okay. And, and I think what's really impactful about that in- individual conversation, is just a reminder for pastors. No, these People that are going through these things are in the seats mm-hmm. of our churches. Mm-hmm. You know, we receive our prayer requests um, and go over those as a team. And I and I tell pastors all the time, you have to read the prayer requests that are coming in from your church, and you have mm-hmm. to have these conversations because, mm-hmm. you know, we can get so in our heads about yeah. it's the information and here's what the word says, and I need to communicate this word, and 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 that's all good, but thinking through 
you know, who's in those chairs yeah. and what they're suffering, what they're going through, certainly, and just looking at the model that we see in Jesus, certainly, mm-hmm. hopefully that would mm-hmm. make us think about our words before we just, you know, lump people in a camp and, right. and kind of move on. Right. Yeah. And pro-grace, when we, when we opened up the conversation, yeah. allowed people to... I, I would say, Brian, I mean, I, I was surprised by the people, the conversations I had afterwards okay. where, what because like? not to use that word, but we created a safe space yeah. because we stated that this was a holistic approach that we cared more about them knowing the gospel truth than we cared about what they potentially did or what mm-hmm. they thought about mm-hmm. doing or what they did do. Mm-hmm. Um, we cared, we cared more about them and them understanding what God thinks about them and the truth that that is Mm -hmm. and laying that on the cross. And that opened up conversations. There were conversations I had with women um, who confided or confessed, if you want to say to me things and um, that I I, I was surprised about. And I don't know had we not had Mm -hmm. that pro grace conversation that they would have felt like they could have those Mm -hmm. conversations with me. So they were coming up saying that was me. I had an abortion or I faced an unplanned pregnancy. There was a male who I think said to you, Brian, right? Like I paid for my girlfriend. Yeah. 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 So even that, Mm -hmm. yes. So even those, but I don't, would they have said that just after a sermon? I think having this conversation and stating it the way that it was, even though I don't feel like, I mean, I feel like pro grace and how Brian had, had preached the message, it kind of fit together. So, but it, but I think having it in a conversational way as if like, Hey, this is how we want you to go forward out into the world allowed them to say, okay, I can, they're not going to judge me. I don't have to hide it anymore. Yeah. Um, And they had been hiding it. They had said that. Well, I don't know if I I don't, I don't want to put that into their mouth, but they definitely didn't have those conversations with me. I don't know about you. Yeah. You know, I can recall one conversation in particular of, um, we did this, because I came in and also spoke mm-hmm. at the women's dessert. Yes. That's oh, right. You did. Okay. Yeah, I did. Because I because I I spoke to the men and then I spoke with the women because I was trying to I was trying to remember like, but I came into the women's mm-hmm. dessert when I was having this conversation afterwards with someone and they were just thrilled that we were having you know this conversation they because were. Okay. yeah because their friend. It had already they had this experience and it was at a different church and I I don't even know what church it sure, was and, sure. and it's really not pertinent right. to this conversation right. anyway but just that stigma and that fear of if I come forward with this if I try to talk to a pastor about this you know you know whether that fear was real or not but for whatever reason mm-hmm. probably for a lot of the reasons we've already talked about here. <laughs> you know, that person didn't feel like they could come and and say, Hey, this is the situation that I'm in. And she was saying, you know, if the church that she was at was having conversation like Mm. this, then perhaps that person would come forward. And that doesn't mean all the blames on the church, right? Because those sorts of things, but at the same time, it's like, okay, that's why we need to be transparent and authentic yeah. about our sin. You know, yeah. I think because at the end result, what do we want? I think pastors hopefully would want that, that woman who maybe has an unplanned pregnancy mm-hmm. to, to choose life and, and to choose motherhood, even though she's scared or to choose having the child and, and, and putting the child up for adoption, whatever the situation might, might be. And so if that's really the goal, okay, so what's the best way to accomplish that goal? Mm-hmm. It's that if that's really what your aim is, mm-hmm. and, and might it be that you need to change the conversation a little bit? And mm-hmm. because if that's really your goal, then we should be all on the same page here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, so good. 
And how did it impact you guys on a personal level? I mean, obviously I can tell as leaders of the church it impacted you, but can you share something, how it impacted you on a personal level, hearing these stories, people in your congregation who had gone through this experience and hadn't told it before? I know, I just know that that's how I've been changed a lot is hearing people's stories. So what's been part of that journey for you guys on a more personal level and, and thinking through, okay, God, what do you want to show me as I interact with people or how has he been speaking to you? Yeah, I'll, I'll jump in real quick on this one. Um, I think, again, it's the way that has impacted me and other things have as well. But when I think about this issue, it's you just never know. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is people are so complicated mm-hmm. and we think that person's got it together and that person doesn't right. or for whatever reason. And I think this conversation, because you realize how it impacts so many people and then the person you think, Oh, they've got it all together. And they came from a, you know, a home that had mom and dad. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they, they check all the boxes for right. stability or, right. or for whatever you want to say. And then you hear a conversation like this and mm-hmm. it just reminds you, it's like, no, this is, this is a conversation that's impacting everybody. Yeah. And, and I think, and I'm still trying to get better at this because, you know, it's not necessarily a strength of mine to stop and go, okay, let me look, let me consider that I don't have all the information here. Let me mm-hmm. stop and just, and, and go, this person is way more complicated mm-hmm. than maybe I'm get, quote unquote, giving them credit for, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Mm-hmm. This conversation is one of those conversations. And there are a few others, I think as well. That you don't want to talk about today. That I don't want to talk about today. <laughs> that, that this is one of those conversations that I think can really open that up. And so it doesn't just impact your preaching. Like, you know, a big thing I do here is preach and teach. Right. And, and so it can help impact your preaching and teaching and everything you talk about mm-hmm. Because you can, oh, I've made lots of assumptions. Yeah. Oh, I haven't really considered the other person. I haven't really considered that. And as you do so, again, it doesn't change the truth, but it might change how you communicate. It might be more effective. Right. So good. And just thinking about Jesus. I mean, he's the only one who walked without sin, right? And mm-hmm. he was always so gracious. And I think mm-hmm. for me, he just always reminds me, you know, your sin is the same as all these other ones. And it's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, shoot. That yeah. does, that changes my posture. Right? Yeah, for so sure. JJ, yeah, think, you had how it's. I think stereotypes. You. I think the it's it's our sinful nature, right? It's our flesh that wants to like look at something and kind of sum it up, mm. right? And having this neatly, com- you mean neatly, like, well, like no, because we you know we like to feel like we're in control, and so we want to look at a situation and feel like we understand it and right. we have a grasp on it, right. and we have a hold of it, and we are quick to do that with people too. Yeah. And so having this conversation and the conversations that came after mm. um, reminded me that like no. We don't know. And I am sorry that like, again, I looked at you and assumed you had it all together. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, and not saying that you don't because of this, right. but like, but yeah, like, because, but, but it, it remind it just, it just, you know, it's, it's just that constant reminder, you know, it's like the Holy spirit being mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you don't know. Get to know. Yeah. Get to know, do what you do, what you need to do to get to know. And yeah. that conversation helped with that. Yeah. Now, you guys may not want to address this. Just tell me if it's too much. But do you think that part of the reason why this is hard is we've made this mistake or sin 
greater than some of the others? Like, do you think that's part of the reason why we need to reframe or need to say it to people? Or do you think it's more that we're just silent on it? Like, why is it not coming up more? You know, what do you think as we as we wrap up today? What's one of the challenges that we could leave folks with to really think and pray about as to why this has been harder or why we haven't talked about it as much? In addition to the political, and maybe that's it, but I didn't know if there's anything on the sin level since we've had that really rich, robust conversation that you guys wanted to put out there as a challenge. <laughs> I think maybe it's been hard. Obviously, it's been politicized, but I, I would think maybe it's been hard for the church because of our history okay. and how we came at it to begin with, maybe. So we know we want a new posture, but yet we still need to say the truth and, and trying to find that new posture and speak the truth where the truth kind of looks like what we don't want to look like anymore. (laughs) Like, does that make sense? So I think that wrestling, yeah, I think Mm -hmm. that has created some of the, Mm -hmm. the, um, difficulties that we see or that with talking about abortion. Um, I also think it's hard because, um, we're, we're talking about, something that even thanks to you and your research, even the other side knows that like after abortion, there needs to be a lot of healing, right? There's this isn't just a simple, quick thing. And so we, as a church being, being able to say, okay, this is the truth. So this is wrong. Done. Conversation over. Right. Realizing, no, no, there's some real, there's some real things that need to happen. Right. And you're talking about, so in our research, so women uh, respond differently to it. And mm-hmm. that's one of the heated discussions, even when saying women need a lot of healing after abortion, yeah. that could cause oh, triggers yeah. for, for pro-choice folks. What, what I feel strongly about is there's so much emotion tied to reproduction for women that nobody talks about, right? Mm-hmm. It's all information and medical, because there definitely is a medical side. But I think both sides are guilty, in my opinion, of ignoring the emotional piece. And like you said, it's a, it's just a big deal. And I think everybody would agree to your point that it's a, it's a big deal. It's not something women enter into lightly. And you're right. If we just come after and say, this was wrong. I mean, how's that helpful? Right. There's a myriad of reasons why she chose it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. So the question I think revolved around why is it hard or, you know, and and the the level of sin. sin. Yeah. Yeah, The level of sin. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I certainly think the political, you know, climate doesn't help. No, it doesn't. It doesn't help at all. The media doesn't help for Mm -hmm. the most part because, again, it wants to draw lines, put you over here, put you over here. You voted this way. You voted that way. So you care about the... And Even as again, I had to stop JJ and say, now people will yeah, think this. On, we're right. always thinking of this, right? Yeah. Well, right, you know, right. We're going to trigger somebody. Yes. Right, exactly. This camp looks like this. This camp looks like yeah. that. Yeah. And my comment about the safe place yeah. was a little bit along those lines yeah. because we've made everything, we could make everything kind of like, you know, taboo to talk about because we're not sure whose toes we're going to step on. Right. I don't think that's the answer no. at all. No. And I think some ways it's made more serious matters like like real matters mm-hmm. harder to talk about and mm-hmm. i so yeah and i don't i don't want to say something i'm not saying by you know cuz cuz what i'm not saying is that you know this issue of abortion it's like you know dramatically worse so those sorts of things but i will say this one reason that's really hard is i think you think about what we're talking about here we are real. We're talking about life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're talking about the image of God yep. mm-hmm. and, yep. 
And I'm just reminded as we're talking about this, the spiritual battle, and yes. I'm a pastor, so here we go. But I love it. But Preach the it. spiritual battle that surrounds this. Yes. And and so of course it's I think it's gonna be harder. This is why mm-hmm. I think conversations about marriage and those mm-hmm. sorts of things are really hard. Why? Because I think there's a spiritual right. battle surrounding right. it. And I think and why, you know, Jesus said, again, I've already mentioned it once, but I'll requote Jesus. <laughs> always. Says, you can always, yeah, can always requote Jesus. Jesus. He says, <laughs> if you have anger in your heart, yeah. you are guilty of murder. Okay. Right. And so. And if you've uh, lust, you're, you're guilty, guilty of, of adultery. adultery. Right, and, those, yes. and those two things, James actually talks about those two very things as well. And so, so oftentimes we can, you know, in the church, there is some of the church, ha- you know, the big C church, the sin we need to overcome, apologize for. And yet, at the same time, we can't be paralyzed by it. Right. You know, we can't say, well, the church mm-hmm. messed this up. So yeah. I guess, you know, we just, you know, we just have to punt right. on this or very important conversation. Yes. And that's right. not, that's not right. the answer. Right. Um, and certainly the answer isn't, let's just give it over to the world and the culture and just let them figure it out. I don't think right. that's the answer either. And so. Because right. God has the answer to God all Because yeah. God yeah. has the answer, but yeah. it's in its life. It's the image of God. Yes. And as you point out in the trainings that you do, you know, it's, it's, we were, all knit together yeah. in our mother's womb, who right. the God, who God saw. So the mom, the dad, and the baby, right? And so, so often we just remember, we just in, in the conversation on abortion, yeah. we just think about the the unborn baby, right. and we should, but we should also think about all of us yes. who are in that situation. Right. And so, I think you know the church has to take back the conversation oh, and yes. and say no, this is how you know, God's heart is and for this conversation. And I know, and when we talk about hard subjects, we just say, hey, we know this is hard and we know this yeah. is difficult. And we know that people in this room, you're coming from this background and this yep. background and a bunch of backgrounds that I can't even think about, but God knows. Right. And so let's step into this conversation. And so when we talk and we, we acknowledge the sins that we overlook in the church, you know, when mm-hmm. we talk about, you know, sexuality, which we're kind of talking about here, we're talking about babies. Right. Um, we point out how the church has failed to talk about sexual sin of all types. Right. And so let's of talk all types, of all types. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yes. And then let's go, okay, let's step into some of these more difficult, you know, politicized conversations. Yeah. And this is the same way because this is a very important topic to God. Yeah. And, and because of the climate and because of the sensitivity and because of the, the church's history. So I don't think it's one thing that makes it hard. I think it's a lot of things that yeah. make it hard, yeah. but I think because it's such an important conversation, it's one worth fighting for. Yeah. Yes. I love that. And I love, okay, this, the, this is what resonates with my heart, the church taking back the conversation and really communicating God for who he is, his heart. And I think your point about it being a spiritual battle, when we politicize it, who do we make the enemy? The other political other side and yeah. other people, right? Mm-hmm. But I think if we can understand there's a spiritual battle, the enemy here is not people. It's not any of the people involved in any of this. It's the enemy. Mm-hmm. And he is coming to steal, kill, kill and, destroy. and destroy. Yeah. yeah. And so praying that way and speaking into it that way, I think is huge. Yeah. Because then you're not fighting each other. You yeah. You're trusting God to, to win the battle, you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have last thoughts, JJ? Yeah, well, I, I just again, it's just that coming back to the gospel, and mm-hmm. when we speak about any of the hard things, whether it be abortion, sexuality, race, any of those things, yeah. when it comes, when you can always come back to, you were created in the image of God, and He loved you so much that He sent His Son yeah. to die on the cross, so that when you believe in Him, you will not perish, but have eternal life. Yeah. And when you can think of the subject from starting there, yeah 
then your posture, your tone, the conversation just goes in a better place. Yeah. Well, and I can tell you guys live that because the people on the podcast can't tell. I mean, you can tell that we have a man and a woman here, but we also yes. have two different ethnic yep. representations here. And so you guys are living this. And that's one thing I really appreciate. We don't have time today to talk about the challenges of men and women working together <laughs> in the church. <laughs> Maybe next time I come to sure, Phoenix, sure, but I sure. always appreciate how you guys work together, even just having this conversation that you respect each other. So I, I really love how you guys take on challenging issues. Is this because you're an attorney, right? By trainees and that Brian's this is why you like yes, to just I'm take on the hard stuff take and on the, <laughs> go right after it yeah but you guys have prayerfully and thoughtfully you know approached this and just I know that your journey is going to encourage a lot of Christian leaders so any last words for them before we wrap up our conversation today any last encouragement that you want to share with other leaders encourage them Brian well I, I think you know what I said towards the end is is mainly what I would want to leave people with but I think you know always be open to how we can reframe the conversation yeah. and, you know, don't, um, don't be jaded by, mm. you know, maybe what you've known in the past or what you've heard in the yeah. past and don't. And so, cause some churches maybe need to step back in this conversation with a little more force and some people, you know, me maybe need to stay, step into it with a lot more grace. Yeah. So I think, let the Holy Spirit speak. That's right. Yeah. Now I'm thinking of that verse, you know, the law came through Moses and we know the law wasn't able to change us, but grace and truth together came mm-hmm. through Jesus. And so yeah, we need both of that. And we yeah. need grace as we, as we have this conversation. Absolutely. So thanks you guys. And yeah. thanks everyone. Um, appreciate you being with us today and I uh, look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>